At first I was afraid to eat the pizza pie. Kept thinking this is not a good, this is Level Cap Podcast, featuring all things Level 99 games, pizza or otherwise. I, um... I, uh, I appreciate that, but I think if you don't get to the chorus, it doesn't count as an, as an I Will Survive uh, homage song reference. Are you sure? I, th- I think so. I think so. Okay. Um, I think you can just actually go to the chorus. Uh, you don't even need to do the uh, the first part. Anyway, <laughs> how how were you were you made sick by a pizza pie yesterday? What happened? No, no, no. So um, that's what I wanted to tell you before we started. Um, there is a Filipino rock band, very popular rock band called uh, Parokya ni Edgar, which translates to like Edgar's Parish or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a song called uh, Pizza Pie or Pizza Pie, and it's just it's just an entire song wherein it's I will survive. But they talk about how they first found out that pizza existed and how they collectively all lost their minds at how yummy pizza was compared to all the other food they've ever eaten. And This, that's this sounds like uh, like one of those comedy bands. Ironically, it's yes and no. It's not even a comedy band most of the time. It's actually just a legit huh. rock band. And like that one song... Actually, they have an album that's like parody songs, but that one mm-hmm. album is the only one. Everything else is kind of serious. It's kind of weird. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I know a couple couple bands like that. Like, uh, I listened to um, like Ed Guy, and uh, they have like most of their songs are pretty serious, but then they have some really silly ones mixed in there. Oh, it sounds reasonable. It sounds reasonable. Yeah. So, how are you, Brad? How are you on this fine New Mexico morning? Oh, that's I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's a it's a good morning. The uh, sky is clear. The uh, the day is cool. It's going to be a good day out here. Time to get a lot of work done. Uh, time to get started on... Uh, well, not really started because we've been working on it for a while, but uh, to really uh, lay into BattleCon Unleashed. Oh, man. Start making our plans to get this thing out the door. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to help with the playtesting for some of the characters that I actually know how to play. Um, so, yeah. It's really good. It's uh, and we we actually made the playtest module public. Oh yeah! So you can see all the characters. You can see all the characters that are like future characters that didn't get into the, um, future characters that didn't get into the stretch goals for this project. Those are all in there. Yep. Um. um so we, um. Yeah. We have, there's there's a lot of reasons to download the playtest module if you're curious about the upcoming characters in BattleCon. Yeah, and if you don't know where to get that, please check the description of this podcast for a link to our Discord server where you can easily gain access to the playtester module so long as you sign up for being a playtester, right? Well, actually, we made we even made these public, so oh. you don't even have to be a playtester anymore to get access to them. You just have to join the Discord? Just, yeah, you just have to join this card and get Tabletop Simulator, and you can play all of those. Absolutely wonderful. So, Brad, aside from this, I want to ask you one very important question. Uh, what have you been doing? Well, um, so I got back from my trip to Japan last week. Oh. Um, been running the end of the BattleCon uh, Unleashed campaign. Recently, um, in real life, I've been playing the uh, Mega Man X Legacy Collection. Oh, man. Yeah, um, but um, I should probably... I've only, I'm only like ha- like a quarter of the way through Mega Man X1, which I did play a long time ago, but I'm, I want to go through the series again. Of course. What I should probably talk about is The Messenger, which I... 
was playing recently. What's the messenger? Um, oh, is this the it, is this like the Metroidvania game? So it's a game about a ninja, and it starts out like Ninja Gaiden, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then um, about halfway through the game, you go to the future, and so this eight bit game becomes a sixteen bit game. Yeah. <laughs> and then after you go to the future, um, the game changes again and becomes like a Metroidvania with two worlds where you can travel back and forth between the worlds. So it's almost like a link to the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um so it's a really cool game with uh with a lot of things going on. Um it's uh I would say it's it's something that you um that you should play for the novelty of it. Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's uh I don't know. I don't know. I have mi- I have mixed feelings about the the depth of the combat. Like I think I was certainly more engaged playing Celeste than I was playing this game. I see. But I really do like the um the like two worlds aesthetic and the time shift aesthetic and the humor of the game is really great. Oh, there's it's um, a funny game. Does it take itself very yeah. seriously? No, or? no, it's it's very funny. Oh. Okay. It's, they they play the comedy pretty hard. That's great. Game. But uh but yeah, I I'd say it's worth checking out if you haven't uh if you haven't taken a look at it yet. I did just throw some spoilers. Um I guess I probably should have warned about that. Do you um, want me to put a spoiler said, warning before you say any of that? Nah, it's post? okay. If you watch the trailer, you would know all that. So I see. Okay, it's not. Uh, it's not that much of a spoiler. If you play the game totally blind, you'll be surprised. But so I th- anyway, um, if you want to check it out, we could actually have a more technical talk about it. Um, but uh, but it's 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 cool. It's you know what we should really out. do for a game club? Yeah, Mega Man Eleven. Oh, we should. I've got that. Um, we should play. We should both play that. I mean, I finished it already, so you're the, oh, you're you the one I'm waiting well, for. Well, yeah. I'm only, I'm not even beaten the first boss, so. Oh, okay. Well, we we can figure it out later. Um, we can talk about Mega Man Eleven on the game club. I really want to talk about it. It's a very, very. Okay, next week. Next week we'll talk about Mega Man Eleven. So stay tuned for that. All right, well, everyone. Um, but in the meantime, we're outside Mega Man Eleven. Why don't you tell me what you've been playing, Marco? So I've been playing a new game I found called Fell. Fell Seal Arbiter's Mark. Not a very catchy title, easily forgettable in my opinion, but the game is interesting by a long shot. I like it. I like it very much. Um, For the longest time on PC, I have been looking for a game to basically scratch my tactics ogre itch, you know? Mm -hmm. I I love Final Fantasy Tactics or Tactics Ogre or whatever, right? And um, anybody who's listened to the podcast knows that I love customization and I love... Like, managing characters, making builds, and all of that. And Felsiel Arbiter's Mark is basically that. It's basically a PC Final Fantasy Tactics game. The graphics, the sprite art is absolutely amazing. Um, the character customization is cool. So here, here's the thing. Um, they basically give you Final Fantasy Tactics with the ability to XCOM recruit and customize characters. So, Oh, is there a permadeath-like XCOM, too? I don't think there's permadeath, no. Uh, maybe in, like, the harder difficulties, because I'm playing on, like... Hard, but not like permadeath super hard, I think. So um, maybe uh, there okay. may be. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, the deal is that you can recruit people into your army at towns. And you can give them a starting class. And you can customize them from like a series of like options. Like head, face, armor, color scheme, and mm-hmm. everything. And you can even change their name and all of that stuff. So you can bring all your friends into your army. And you can build all of them in special ways. It's fun. They're over like oh yeah, 25-something yeah, think- job classes. So Have you played the uh, Disgaea series? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. I have played this Gaia. Is it this Gaia? I thought it was this Gaia. I always thought it was this Gaia, but uh, who knows? Same yeah. thing. I played. We know what we're talking about. I played two. Is that the one with Asbel? Um, um, punchy guy. Slur- yes, pun- yes. Pun- yeah, that's the one with Punchy guy. Okay, Punchy guy, too. And punchy guy and gun demon girl, right? Like. Yep, yep. Okay, yeah, so I played that one. I haven't played any of the ones with Laharl in it, ironically. Huh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I played. I well, love. Only the first one has Laharl. Like the others are. Huh? Isn't he in five? Uh, well, he shows up as a cameo in all of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, but he's he's only the main character of the first one, I think. Really? Isn't there a one where he like turns into a girl, and that's not one? Or is that one? Oh, that might be. That might be three. Yeah, three and isn't isn't he a main character? I, I don't. In three? I don't know. Three three was a little forgettable for me. Yeah, two was um, pretty memorable for me. I finished that game. Yeah, I two, it. two, I think is probably the highlight of the series. Um, but I, I'm actually more a fan of their other spinoff games, like Phantom Brave and Makai Kingdom. Mm. Are two of my favorites. I don't know um, the second one. I think I know Phantom Brave. Those the, in the, both of those two in Makai Kingdom and Phantom Brave, they have um, they lo- they get rid of the grid, so they have free movement. Oh, uh, and that creates some pretty interesting because they also have physics. So like you hit somebody and you actually can push them back an arbitrary amount of like uh like with an arbitrary amount of power. Um Makai Kingdom really took it up to eleven because they had buildings that you could summon and vehicles that you could summon and pilot. And the board was dynamic. So if you walked off the edge of the board, it would spawn another board. That's awesome. Wow. Are these yeah, available on PC? Um I don't know if, if Makai Kingdom I know Phantom Brave is on PC. Uh, um, but yeah. I don't know if Makai Kingdom is on PC. It's one of the less loved titles, but I loved it. Uh, well, if Brad loves it, I might love it too. Who knows? Yeah, that's the spirit. All right, that's the spirit. All right, so that pretty much does it for what we've been doing. If you want to suggest any form of media, any form of games, or maybe even audiobooks, I don't know, that you want us to listen to, uh, please tell us in the comment section down below. You will get there as soon as possible. Um, Makes me think I should probably listen to Lightbringer or something. Brad, I have a question for you. Because yeah. I, let's move on to the next segment, also known as The Pipeline, where we talk about Level 99 games things and what comes in the future of Level 99 games. Um, this is a really bittersweet segment for me because um, we're making this podcast on the day, in my in, in my perspective, on the day that we just ended the Battlecon Unleashed Kickstarter. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it is, it is kind of the, the I, I guess I'd say like the end of an era for Battlecon. Right. Yeah. The game is uh, is finally. I w- I mean, you know, from my perspective, and maybe from your perspective, it's finally coming to a close. From the perspective of our fans, like we're gonna have releases out through 2020 and probably even uh, maybe even some 2021 BattleCon releases. But from the perspective of of us, we're we're finally like uh, closing out the uh, the series, and. Um, and so, yeah, you know, it's a game that's really defined, um, I guess, both of our lives for like five years now. Oh my gosh! And it's, um, you know, um, I, I'm less. I guess I'd say I'm less sad about it than I thought I'd be. I'm less broken up about it than I thought I'd be. Yeah, definitely. I'm really, you know, um, I'm really excited about the future, and I and I like BattleCon a lot, but I feel like we've done. We've done it right. We've done it completely. Yeah. And I'm ready to move to the next thing. You got to know when to end something, right? Like, at some point, it will all start going downhill 
Uh, we just got to know, yeah. quit while we're ahead, right? Um, yeah, and, and you can't make you can't make you know like Battlecon X until you you know you come back and make until you stop making the basic games for a while. Yeah, definitely. Battlecon Two know. comes back. <laughs> Battlecon X Third Revelator Omega and Knuckles. <laughs> yeah, so look out for that in the future. New game um, developed by Marco we, only. We do have uh, we do have plans for more uh, combat games in the future though. So, oh yeah. Um, so I think it is good to um, you know because we've now got Pixel Tactics and Battlecon and Exceed and Temporal Odyssey. Um, there's a lot of heads up fighting games, and um, it'll be good to you know to to close a few of those out so that we can do more games like them but different in the future. Oh yeah, like 99 Heroes or whatever, right? Yeah, we talked a little bit on yesterday at the end of yesterday's campaign about 99 Heroes, which is sort of the Smash Brothers to Battlecon's uh, Street Fighter, and that's a game that we're we're currently in development and planning for 2020, or um, or maybe a little bit sooner. We'll see how the development goes and how our schedule goes. Oh, great! But um, but we have a lot of a lot of cool stuff planned, a lot of really neat games that are coming up. So, um, and of course, plenty more Battlecon because we've got like like 30 characters plan to come out um in the next you know with unleashed and um, and beyond battlecon online battlecon will never die yeah. man like battlecon online yeah and battlecon online yeah battlecon will never really die i think um but uh definitely we got some cool stuff planned for battlecon online coming up and for everyone who backed the kickstarter those um those codes for the pledges for um, Battlecon online online will be going out very soon. Oh, I'm so excited! Can't wait for them marms for that Hikaru's evil Hikaru's. Sorry, Mimili evil Hikaru, all great stuff. Oh, it's gonna be good. Oh my gosh! So, Brad, I have a big question for you. Like, like, mm-hmm. I mean, both of us aren't really as sad as we thought we'd be. Like, like when I made that video, you know, the one I'm talking about. I was actually mm-hmm. expecting to bawl my eyes out the entire time. But, like, I can't really say that, like, I was super sad because, I don't know. It's just, like, there's just more. Like, Battlecon's not done yet. It's <laughs> Yeah. I guess I'd say it's sad not because that Battlecon's ending, but just because of, you know, all the experiences we had with the game and realizing that, you know, realizing how much it really was. Yeah. Like- um. So and 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 realizing that it's you know um, that just the time has passed that we've spent a lot of time living with this game mm, yeah. um, make can make you a bit uh, a bit nostalgic. Definitely, I mean, it is the reason I got into board games to begin with. It was my first ever hobby board game, so like it means a lot to me. Um, so, what's the future for Level Ninety Nine games like, Brad? What's the future well, like? future right now is looking like we're going to run Linear Blades Collusion pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And then um, 7th Cross. Uh-huh. And that'll happen probably early next year. 7th Cross. Oh my gosh, I'm so and excited. Then, um, after that, we'll have more Indians games coming along. We're talking now about free companies. We're talking now about um, a uh, game about the nations of Indians, which is, is not titled yet. Nations um, of Indians, come on, man! <laughs> we did might it. Might be a little too on the nose. Risk. Um, we're talking about new expansions for Argent. Oh my gosh! Um, oh, so exciting! So exciting! So yeah. exciting! You know what I'm excited about? Um, 
What's that? All the new kinds of content I can make once you release these games. Like, for example, for example, just think about it. What if once we get a stable version of Seventh Cross, me, you, and a bunch of other office mates come together and we finish the entire game on stream? That that could be fun. That could take a while. But yeah, it would that's be, the point, it right? Would it would be cool. a weekly recurring yeah. thing, right? Oh, like yeah, watch yeah. us watch our adventure as me, Brad, Laura, Chris, whatever. We all team up together and try to beat Seventh Cross, our own game. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. It would be. Anyway, sorry for interrupting. I just, I just. No, no, they're good. Um, I think that's all I had to say, really. Um, We got a couple other projects in the works that are for the future. Um, we'll see where they, uh, where they pan out in the timeline. I apologize, Brad. You didn't, you didn't see it. (laughs) Um, but every time you mentioned the game Millennium Blades Collusion, a picture of Van Diesel pops up on the screen. So. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. (laughs) Why would you inflict that on everyone? Be very careful. Oh my gosh! Sorry, I, collusion, I, collusion, 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 collusion. Oh no! It, every time you said the word collusion, it just zoomed closer and closer to the face. Like that's <laughs> that's what happened. Like eerily. What about when you say collusion? Oh, uh, it zooms in even further. I think we're now just at the eye. Like oh, okay. Oh yeah. So I think that's well. better than seeing the entire thing, right? Like just the eye is better than seeing the entirety of the thing. Yeah, I, 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 um, yeah. Just keep your eyes closed for this entire segment. <laughs> uh, Future Brad here, too late to help you, but keep your eyes closed for this segment. <laughs> uh, we at Level Ninety Nine Games do apologize in advance for any nightmares that these images might cause. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, um, I'm really excited for all of the stuff we get to do for Level Ninety Nine Games. I'm, I'm just excited to work more with you guys. Uh, I'm going to be a fish out of water for a bit because it's going to be like, if not BattleCon, then what? <laughs> well, you got a lot of BattleCon, I think, to uh, to to keep up with, too. That's like true. Like we were saying earlier, there's still a lot coming out. I mean, more than 20 new characters Oh my gosh. To, that, that are going to need battle guides. I'm so, dying. Well, not the dying. The work is not yet over. Oh. Uh, what's that, Serenite Chain Gang? How long can this go on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, life story marker right there. Oh my gosh. All right. So that pretty much does it for the pipeline segment where we talk about the future of level 99 games. And in my opinion, it looks really bright and really Van Diesel. So we'll move on to our next segment, also known as the 99 questions, where I take you and my friend Vin Diesel on a magical journey in a magical van where we all get conglomerated into the monstrosity that is called Answers Van Diesel. Brad, are you ready to answer some questions? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Question number one. Brad, who is the physically strongest character in all of Indies? That's it's a, it's a tough question. Um, it would probably be uh, the Dragon King Greyheart, just because he's like, uh, you know, it'd be some kind of like God tier entity. Um, for sure. Uh, Ariel's probably pretty close up there. Malface? Malface. I see. Because she absorbs the strength of everyone she kills. She's killed a lot of really powerful people. So if she kills Greyheart, um, she would become the strongest being. She she would, but you really can't uh, kill a creature like that. Um, yeah. Like, that's, that's an, like, he's kind of tied to the foundation of the world. Can we talk so about if you, this? if you killed him, it would destroy the world. Can we talk about this? I like this concept. So, 
Uh, I'm not many people might know this piece of lore, right? But Greyheart is the Dragon King, but he is not a dragon, right? He's well, he is kind. Of, I mean, he's like he's like a like a god dragon thing. I don't know. It's uh, it's a little more difficult to explain, but basically there are there are entities that are connected to the very existence of the of the world of Indians, and um, and so he's one of these. So he's kind of he's certainly more than just a dragon, uh, whether he's like, but he's not got some sort of different form or like physical appearance. He does just appear like a really huge dragon, uh, but he has powers that are not that are beyond just you know a racial template. I see. So he's a he's a I see. So he's a five-star dragon, a shiny dragon, SSR yeah, dragon. I, yeah, he's he's a he's a um, you know he's a he's a special fusion summon dragon. Ah, perfect, sure. perfect. All right, blue eyes ultimate dragon is now my name for Greyheart. Um, so so I think this would be a very interesting question if I put a little twist on it, relative to mm-hmm. their size. Uh, relative to size, to like like physical size, physical size. Well, I think that's still probably uh, probably probably gonna it's, it's still probably great because they because dragons can shapeshift. So, oh, that's true. That's that's not that's not really a um a thing. So in terms of like like you know, but there's a lot of power beyond just physical force. Um, but but in terms of physical force, yeah, Greyheart he's sealed up. So the strongest person actually walking around on the ground. It's probably gonna be um, probably gonna be Ariel, um, unless Wardlaw defeats her, in which case he'll become the strongest. Um, <laughs> All right, because he uh, basically has the same power as her. He yeah, has the they, yeah, they, of they, they 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 kind of have the same power, except Wardlaw is limited to bar fights for some strange reason. So he can only do it. So he can only do it if they fight in a bar. Yeah, yeah, oh he can God. only utilize the power if they're fighting in a bar. <laughs> oh my gosh, sounds atrocious. Perfect for Wardlaw. Um, yeah, I think I have one question. Sorry, regarding dragon anatomy. Yeah, go ahead. When dragons are human, do they keep access to their like enhanced physical strength in dragon mode? Like, could could Marmalee yeah. lift an entire house? Because in dragon, yeah, form, she yeah, Mar- Marmalee could could blow your house down if she needed to. Um, no, I'm, I'm like so, not yeah. with magic, right? Like, like she could just touch. No, your house. just yeah, just like physically, she she weighs as much as she does in dragon form too. Oh my god! So she's super dense. Like yeah, she would yeah, sink probably. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. So basically, they shape, sh- so they defy all no known laws of physics. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's magic. Yeah, this is a magical world. That's fair. Dragons are basically godlike entities in Indians, right? Kind of. They're certainly at the top of the food chain among all the animals and monsters in the world. Who would be second? Uh, what below? Uh, below dragons? Yeah. I mean, probably the like the titans, the monsters, you know, things like um, the giant kraken. Yeah, or like um, I mean, you know, you have like the elemental creatures, like havoc. So like the axis is certainly up there. Oh, so dragons are even stronger than like the four disasters. Probably not individually. Uh, you know, it's 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 a it's it's a it's a different thing. It's it's a really different thing because like elementals don't really necessarily have physical strength it's all it's mostly magic because they're see. made of magic uh that's fair i mean they are magic, too right? too lore intense sorry 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 for right, our casual mo- podcast <laughs> sorry brad let's move on then gosh all right let's move on <laughs> i know this information is probably out there somewhere but i don't know where it would be 
Are there any non-promo BattleCon fighters that you are never intending to add to BattleCon online? Or will they all get implemented eventually if the game is successful? More to the point then, when will I be able to play my girl Cherry? Um, so, um, there are some characters that we're just not intending to put online. Gaspar. Um, some for difficulty of programming, like Gaspar. Others just because um, they'll be... We want to kind of define... We want to have tabletop exclusives too, the same way we have online exclusives. So now there's like, you know, 60 tabletop exclusive characters. And while it won't always remain that way, there are a few that we want to keep to the tabletop. Oh, can you give us a preview um, of who? Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's different. Like, uh, like Fasala will probably not make it um, to the to the um, online, to online space. Yeah, yeah. Um, I imagine that. Uh, well, it's it's hard to say because we're still planning out the future lineup for BCO. I see. But, um. I can confirm that Cherry is planned for season three. Yes. So, so we will see Cherry online. Uh, we have the technology. We have the technology. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for Cherry, but at the same time, I dread it, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh. No, I, I know what you mean. Um, Cherry is really not that bad. She's got one trick. Um, oh, no. anti, And, you know. Yeah. So yeah, there'll be a few extra clashes in that fight, but it's not like... I would say <clears throat> she's not a character like uh, like Clive, where you have a million things going on that you can do. Yeah. Um, that your opponent has to think about. Or Thessala, for that matter, right? Yeah, or Thessala, who has you know tons of like those are the characters are really so Cherry is not really hard to play around. It's just that you have to play around her. Yeah. But she doesn't make it like that difficult. It's a simple play for anyone who's who's experienced with the game. It's a simple play to play around, Sherry. Yeah. It's just, just play hit confirm. It's just that, yeah. It's just that mind game. Yeah. I, I think that's the thing. That's something that I realized. Uh earlier today actually we were talking about like how people tend to dislike characters like Cherry. Uh and at the end of the day yeah. it all boils down to like in a fighting game, how okay is it that the character warps the game in such a way that the other characters have to play differently? You know what I mean? Right? Like, at the end of the day, it's like, if to win a matchup, I require, for example, playing as Rokyuk. If playing as Rokyuk means I have to start playing melee attacks instead of abusing my range, is that still okay in terms of balance or game feel? Like, what do you think about that? Like, that's something I've always wondered, right? Like... To what degree should a character like stick to their guns, and to what degree is it okay that they have to deviate from it? I think it's I think it's 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 got to be a match by match basis. Um, that a character can either play their primary strategy or play a counter to the opponent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and there's some characters that are really designed to play counters, and there's some characters that are really designed to play their own thing. Um, so like Rook really wants to play his way, and if you force him to not play his way, he suffers. Um, but alternatively. Uh, someone like Kadath can uh, play pretty competently against anyone at any range. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you ask him to just play his own way, he doesn't really know what to do. <laughs> you play so a bunch of, of range a... one to three attacks. That's it. Yeah, he's really so he's really more of a pure counter character. Yeah, like Seth um, or Otavia, right? Yeah, and and Cherry's a bit like that too. Um, but she's a counter character in a way that kind of um, that like she counters your primary strategy in such a hard way that you have to play a little differently, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm, yeah. And um, 
but but you still don't really her attacks are so weak you still don't really play around her. Like you said, you just play good hit confirm and then have a backup plan that's also good hit confirm and you can do it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's uh. <clears throat> but I like it. I like it when a character makes you play a little bit differently because then there's the game is not just let me do the the memorized combos that I have. Yeah. The game becomes about outplaying, about truly outplaying your opponent. Which I think is very good, right? Like, at the end of the day, like, that's why I said I was excited for and also dread Cherry. Because half of me is like, that's the exciting thing about BattleCon, right? Like, the reeds and the Yomis and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time... That's really what it's about. The Riflon player in me is like, no, 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 we can't do this, no. Because, like... Oh, yeah. Right, like... Because you won't be able to have full control of what bases you're buffing anymore. Exactly. And not just that, right? But, like... I won't even have full control of which bases I get to use. So even if I play an attack and then it buffs like my strike, it's like, okay, you buffed your strike, but too bad you're not using it this beat anymore. Good luck. Like Yeah, but then you can use the next beat. It's not like it disappears. So yeah. you could actually start stacking buffs pretty hard. Yeah, that so way. so that's that's you what's could cool, buff right? Strike three or four times in a row. Yeah, that's what's cool, right? Like I'm forced to play Riflum differently, but in that matchup, like that difference makes it interesting. Right? Like, yeah. it's very rare. It's a thing you can use. Yes, exactly. It's very rare that I'm able to constantly clash my buffed bases back into my hand and use them immediately afterwards. Uh, but Cherry makes mm-hmm. that easy. So I could abuse that, right? And, like, you know, play my really good base and force Cherry to clash it out. I dodge, and then next beat, I hit her with a double buffed base. Like, Mm-hmm. super good super I, I don't know man it's like I, oh no I'm going on a battle con rant I have to stop <laughs> save it for battle guides yeah yeah save it for battle guides alright last question Brad are you ready yep what is the greatest of the battle con memes oh I think uh, it's it's probably I mean the kickstarter has proved to us anything it's probably a 50-50 between uh, the Cadenzling, Cadenzlings and the uh, the Burgundy cosplayers. <laughs> it's, 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 it's somewhere between those two. I don't know that I can really decide which one of those it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's so it's so close, right? I think Cadenzlings might make it, I might eke it out a little bit, but Burgundy cosplay is now the newest meme, right? It's like easy, cheap, yeah. and accurate. It's always a hundred percent accurate to do a burgundy cosplay, yeah. but easy, just, cheesy, easy, cheesy, accurate. great. Um, yeah. In my opinion, I, I, I guess I'm gonna like pander a bit to the to the Discord audience. Man, we have a lot of memes. We have a lot of memes in the Discord. <laughs> uh, is it Tyrankin tactics? Is it everyone is a brawler? Is it? Brawler, brawler might be the true classic of, of Battlecon memes. The true, the true classic, or is it not started forgetting? started by Marco? Everyone's a brawler, bad. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, in, in a brawling game, everyone's a brawler. See, he accepted it. Everyone, listen, it's canon. Everyone is a brawler. Stop. That's arguing like saying everyone's me. a fighter, though. I mean, it's like, or like everyone's a character. Like, yeah, but yeah. Well, that's one reason we changed the. Um, I don't know if you've, uh, if you like experts. Uh, all of you guys have seen mages, the, right? um, yeah, we changed the the tiers so that they're not such quite defined archetypes. Like, um, yeah, so you have like your tacticians, disruptors, tinkers, mages, experts. Because really, like, um, 
we found like like heavyweight and brawler and specialist are not really accurate ways to describe a lot of these characters. Mm-hmm. Like you'd say Runica's a brawler, but she really is, uh, and like Joel's a brawler, but they really are a different kind of thing than Hikaru, right? Like these are characters that build and control a lot of effects and are really about managing their sub game in a way that Hikaru is really just about punching people hard. Yeah. So, you know, he's more of a disruptor where he wants to go faster and hit you. Whereas a character like Runica, um, we'd call like a tinkerer is a character that wants to control all their effects and build up to their, their full power. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, and that's, I think that's a better descriptor of their play style than, you know, whether they're a brawler or heavyweight. Yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, right, like this is what I find very interesting about the new class system. It's because of the fact that the old class system was basically boiled down to which stats do they have, right? Like, because that's basically all it is. Like, if you have generally yeah. okay in everything, you're a brawler, right? If you have a lot of defense, you're a juggernaut or heavy. And, if, you know, if you have a lot of controlly effects, you're probably a specialist tactician, blah, blah, blah. I feel like yeah. this focus on everyone's gameplay is is much more awesome in my opinion because that means that we can put characters like Kadath and Klinhide in the same category and though they have yeah. dissimilar stats right like like they basically don't look alike in terms of stats you understand that even if Kadath is what you would call a control character and that Klinhide is what you would call a quote unquote rushdown character or aggro character yeah. they still play They're, the same right like they have a yeah. certain similar game plan which is to abuse the opponent's weakness and like yeah. use those windows of mix-up opportunities to cash out usually kadath cashes out by just keeping you in the mix-up forever and Klenhide cashes out by like not just keeping you in the mix-up forever but like dealing seven damage to you with like seven toxins right Mm-hmm. yeah so like yeah yeah so and, it, and it's it's a little more it's it's a much more useful way to talk about their like the play style you want to play because yeah when you say like well what kind of character do you want to play this these six classes give you a little more a little more um leeway in understanding what yeah. you like in a fighter you know what we should talk about the, the six classes at some point does anybody want to we listen should. to that right like like let's have clear defined definitions of each of these classes so that we can stop calling everyone brawlers okay like <laughs> okay yeah so at the end of it all i think the greatest battle con meme in my opinion um that wasn't that isn't me because that's a problem right like like a lot of battle con memes are just me um i've i've ascended i've become the meme i've become the meme yes no marco the meme was in you all along <gasps> My favorite meme, in my opinion, is the Tyrankin tactic. I always love it when memes are named after people. So the Tyrankin tactic is my favorite meme. I'm not sure if it's the greatest. It's the greatest in the sense that if you ever see it happen, you will never forget the Tyrankin tactic. It is absolutely... What, what is this? I haven't, I haven't heard this one yet. All right, Brad. Here's the Tyrankin tactic, also known as the Daniel Zeger. A Zeiger, sorry. The Daniel Zeiger. So Daniel is very much known to be a very read-based player, right? Mm-hmm. So here's what Daniel does. Every beat, he basically thinks, how do I clash my opponent's attack? Because that's basically all the games. All of his games are like that. But the problem is he stops there. He just wonders how to clash the attack. He never stops to wonder whether or not doing so is a good idea. <laughs> 
so whether I should just beat it on the first round or yeah, exactly. whether I should actually clash it. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So here, the Thuringian tactic is literally being a god reader, being able to clash the most improbable thing in the world, and then subsequently just immediately losing the beat because you figured out, oh, wait, I clashed it, but then none of my attacks hit anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> it's glorious every time it happens, therefore making it the greatest meme for BattleCon, in my opinion, because if you see it live, it's absolutely amazing every time. Okay, I will. I'll watch out for this in the future. Yeah, you should watch Tyrankin's streams. He streams, by the way, so you, you will never be. There will never be a lack of Tyrankin tactics in the world. So, Brad, as much as I would like to keep ranting about Tyrankin tactics, memes, and whatnot, let's end this episode of the Level Cap Podcast so that we can move on with our lives. All right, sounds good. Well, uh, it's been great to talk to you, Marco. It's been great to do another podcast. I feel like it's been so long. Yeah, it has so been. So long, indeed. So long. Uh, it's like a home, a house is not a home. I forgot the lyrics. It's, it's, I guess I guess one of these is going to have to be a musical at some point. Musical of Indians, Brad. Musical party game of Indians. Let's go. Let's do it. Musical Indians oh, chairs. <laughs> All right. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Level Cap Podcast. As usual, that's been me, your host, Marco DeSantos, also known as that one Asian guy, also known as the man of many musicals. And with me has been my awesome, amazing, magaling, and great co-host, Brad Talbot. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode of the Level Cap Podcast, please share it with a friend. If you hated it, share it with an enemy. Don't forget your special action. And thank you, World of Indians. Thank you. Good night. And as always, happy gaming.